Hi, this is the Search Dog Podcast, brought to you by the National Search Dog Alliance, the voice of canine search and rescue. I'm Megan Ortega. Welcome to the 2021 Podcast Conference, brought to you by the National Search Dog Alliance. A new episode will appear each Saturday and Sunday through November with interviews from National Search Dog Alliance board, members, subject matter experts, and community. We are covering the past, present, and future of canine search and rescue. We are talking about what NSDA is doing and what you can look forward to seeing from NSDA in the future. Listen for search dog stories and more. Find more information about NSDA on our website, n-sda.org. And I encourage you to sign up for our once monthly newsletter while you're there. You can also find NSDA on Instagram and Facebook. Search for National Search Dog Alliance. Our cover art is from the SAR shop, where you can find gifts and gear for you, your dog, and your friends. Find them at sarshop.com. Enjoy! The day started in search and rescue in 1990. She has accomplished some pretty amazing things, including being a member of six search teams in two different states. She's been involved extensively with CARTA, the California Rescue Dog Association, for 31 years, including as a training officer, evaluations officer, and district representative to the board and president. Honestly, we could take about an hour just to review her amazing credentials. She served with the San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office as a Level 1 Reserve Sheriff's Deputy for 18 years as a canine handler, instructor coordinator for SARTEC Certification of Personnel, Clallam County, Washington Search and Rescue, and a canine handler for 17 years, and an instructor for 14 years at the National Association for Search and Rescue, NASAR. Including seven years as a member of the Board of Directors, SARTEC 2 Testing Evaluator and Testing Coordinator and Canine SARTEC 3, 2, and 1 Testing Coordinator. NASAR Western Field Projects Coordinator for the Canine Division covering 18 states. She's been with the National Search Dog Alliance for 14 years, and in 2007, she became a founding member of the NSDA. Since then, she's served on NSDA's first board as vice president and later as secretary and treasurer. She was president for eight years, is our newsletter editor for 1,700 readers, and she certified six of her own dogs with a state or national organization in either wilderness, land HRD, water HRD, and or evidence search. She's tested other handlers from Alabama to Alaska, Hawaii, and various parts of the country on behalf of NSDA. And she served her community in many other ways as well. We are thrilled to be talking to Norma Snelling. Hi, Norma. Thank you Hello so there. much. Thanks for joining the NSDA podcast. Thank you. So, Norma, you've been working with Sardogs since 1990. How did you, how did you first get interested in search and rescue? Well, I was working as a reserve sheriff's deputy and had been doing that for about 18 years. And uh, my husband uh, expressed his feeling that maybe I was getting too old to roll around on the on the ground with the bad guys, you know, and chase people <laughs> down the, the street. What? Um, so um, I retired from that, and I thought SAR would be a good challenge for me, and I could work with still work with people, and I could work with my dog. So it, it fit all my requirements at the time. Yeah. So were you working with a dog when you were with the reserve sheriffs? No, I wasn't, but I had a lot of connection with the canines in the sheriff's department, and um, I really enjoyed them. Yeah. 
So um, did you have any other working dog experience before you worked a search and rescue dog? I was a complete novice. Wow. So what was your first experience with uh, canine search and rescue then? Well, um, I had my, my dog certified. I went through all the process with California Rescue Dog Association. And uh, my first search, I was sent out on a mountain trail by myself, got dropped off at one or two in the morning, Ooh. about 5,000 feet. And I went for about uh, 45 minutes to an hour and my flashlight burned out. And then I realized this was the rechargeable flashlight I always used to make car stops with. Right. I had no batteries. So um, in the meantime, I found out that the trail had been slowly covered over by pine needles and there was no trail anymore. So I dug out a little two cell battery uh, flashlight back up and started putting out flagging and worked my way back so I wouldn't get lost further and worked my back way back and found my trail. And uh, I followed it and made it to the end of the trail at dawn and they picked me up and they asked me if I had any problems. I said, no, not at all. So uh, I kept my, uh, <laughs> my, my self-respect. Yes. I, le- I learned a lot. Dignity is important. It is. That is incredible. So just going out on even your first search and rescue was a like kind of harrowing experience. Well, lots of people in those days were sent out by themselves. They right. didn't all have partners. Right. And um, at, at that point, I'm guessing that there wasn't like the state standards in terms of navigation, knowledge of navigation and things like that. They were just glad to have volunteers. That's exactly right. Carter yeah. uh, did have some pretty good standards. And so they did prepare me well, but uh, there was nothing required by the state. Sure. Um, what state was that? California. Right. Okay. You said Carta. That's what I thought. Um, so what's something that you wish you would have known when you first started? Well, coming from Carta, I thought everyone got that type of training and uh, an organization to work with. But I didn't realize how many people wanted to serve in searching with their dog, but they had no guidance and no sorts of help and nowhere to go. And so they were strictly on their own. Uh, so well-trained or not, they went. Yeah, and to some point, that's the way that it still works today in some areas. In some areas, it is. Yeah. So for those folks that are in that area or feeling like they don't have any resources, um, what, you know, what do you wish that you could share with them? Well, I would like to help form NSDA into an organization that anyone could come to and get education and training and, uh, and a certification that they could be proud of, that they could say, my dog and I know how to do this. Um, and so that was, that was one of the original goals. And that's still my feeling towards it. Yeah. Just to help the people that don't have major towns and organizations to help them. So um, you've been doing search and rescue with canines then for... About 30 years, is that right? Oh, don't, don't remind me. <laughs> okay, long. okay, I won't, I won't. For, for more than a decade. Um, seventh, seventh search dog now. Okay. Um, and what disciplines have you trained and worked your dogs in? Well, I've um, done the uh, area search, uh, land HRD, water HRD, evidence searching. I've done AKC trailing. Um, didn't certify with that with SAR, um, and 
you know, um, all kinds of variations of those with different organizations. Um, and tell us about NSDA. How did it come to be? What is your history with it? Well, uh, after 9-11, um, at, at the time, I was already associated with NASAR. But after 9-11, I, it was my understanding that Westminster Dog Club donated $300,000 to the canine division of NASAR to develop that, that division. But the board thought it would be better used for office equipment and salaries rather than to improve the dog program. Mm. And also, many board members couldn't understand why the canine handlers wanted to take their dogs along to the annual conference. It was traditionally held at places like the Hilton, and it was always east of the Mississippi where people had trouble getting to. Um, but it uh, was never a place that would, uh, you know, let the, the dogs have any access. And uh, so many of the people in the canine division felt they weren't appreciated and they didn't receive support. So the idea was born to start an organization that could provide strictly canine support to any canine handler across the country at a price they could afford. And um, so that's how NSDA was formed and that was our, our goal. Huh. I love that. It, you know, most, most of the people on the first board of directors were ex-NASAR people who thought that there was a, another way to do things for the, the dog division. That chain, they needed change to see progress. Right. Um, yeah, I see. I have a quote here that says, uh, the National Search Dog Alliance Search and Rescue Dog Group was formed in March 2007 with the intention of providing programs designed and developed by the dog handler for the dog handler. Exactly. I love that. Our first uh, committee was made up of dog handlers from all corners of the United States. We tried to avoid any, any little area team affiliations and get ideas from different needs in different parts. Do you find that that's still a challenge today? It's a challenge to reach out and find the people who want to cooperate and to help. Mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I, I can see that. What was that, that that effort? Needs to be made. Right. So if somebody did, um, you know, if they, if they wanted to reach out and to be supportive of the mission of NSDA and they felt like their area was lacking in that, how would you suggest they reach out to us? Well, I would say, first of all, that they check us out. Uh, that would be uh, going on the, the web page and uh, finding out who we are, reviewing the standards we offer, finding out where our evaluators are and what disciplines they can evaluate in that area, um, and, and knowing more about us. Uh, never hurts to subscribe to the Sardog News because there's lots of things in there about what NSDA is doing and what's happening currently. Um, and then they could pretty much contact any board member um, or they could uh, just join, uh, you know, if they wanted to get more involved. Yeah, that makes sense. So then at that point, they could work their way towards becoming an evaluator themselves, possibly to serve their local region. Uh, even more. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or even, uh, you know, offering uh, some help in terms of 
being available to the board and <clears throat> excuse me lots of lots of different uh areas that they could help in yeah. and become involved so um as you were one of the founding members of the National Search Dog Alliance. Um, can you name drop a couple people who were critical to bringing it together? I'd be happy to. Uh, first of all is Dee Wild. Um, she is the person who had the original idea. Um, she was involved also with NASAR and saw the need uh, for what we ended up developing and uh, she went with it and recruited the first board of directors. Um, Sue Wolf is uh, retired at this point, but she served for many years um, as the secretary and I think a year as a president, various jobs in NSDA, done uh, lots of work on our documents and policies and procedures, uh, extensive uh, paperwork. Cam Daggett has served for a number of years as our assistant treasurer. He does all the work on uh, receiving and paying bills, keeping all our records, our financial records, extremely um, um, good at keeping you know, accurate records, which mm -hmm. is important, making them available. Uh, Sherry Scruggs has been on the board, I think just about every year since we were started. She takes care of all our testing, uh, receiving test uh, documents, sending out certificates, putting their pictures and their names in the newsletter and on social media. Um, Everything you can name about testing, I think she's done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, Jan Meyer uh, put on three or four major seminars uh, when we were first starting and uh, was extremely helpful along that line. And Susan Belanda sends in an article every month for the newsletter on training and, and um, dogs. Uh, she's a dog animal behavioralist. Yes. And she's been doing that for over 10 years. Amazing. So, uh, those pop into my mind is, uh, you know, there's, there's dozens more that have been so helpful in other ways. We couldn't have done it without them. Right. Wow. Thank you to all of those people. Um, you know, ev everything we do is just building on what these people laid this foundation for us, you know. You can't do it as a, as a board of directors sitting isolated. You need right. to involve people across the country. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, including some of you, including yourself that have been here since the beginning that are still with us. And so, you know, just driving this organization forward and helping us improve at every turn. Um, you know, I think about, uh, Ken being the treasurer, I just, that sounds like the worst possible job. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's just me, you know, I would, I would like to be out training with my dog and, um, you know, keeping extremely accurate, you know, tidy records for an organization is, um, it's, it's just a wonderful offering of, you know, of himself to, to be able to help us in that way. It is. For yes. years and years. Yeah. So over the years, you've helped with NSDA in so many ways. Um, and what, what has your involvement looked like throughout the years? Well, um, I've held, I think, just about every job there is in NSDA, <laughs> um, ones I couldn't get out of. Um, and so I, I, what I want to do now is I, I retired two years ago. I thought I would just concentrate on the newsletter, kick back, and enjoy myself. And I, I was wrong um, because I really want to work 
and um, to, to help NSDA build. Uh, I think we're, we're missing the boat a little bit. Um, there's been a lot of um, people putting on seminars now because we haven't. Uh, we've created a vacuum and people saw the value in it. Um, we, we need a, um, I'd like to, to run for the board and, and um, make sure that we get an active manager of our marketing program. Uh, this covers fundraising and grant writing. We have no, no one looking into that right now. So we have no source of income except our uh, memberships and testing. Right. That, that needs to be developed. Um, we need a, a public re relations program position. Um, we, uh, we don't have any communication with law enforcement or SAR coordinators. And uh, no one's contacting them saying who NSDA is and what we can do for them. So we're not growing. Right. Because we have no call for them. Um, we need more evaluators. People want to test with us, uh, but we, don't, we can't provide the evaluators. So we need to reach out for those. And, um, you know, all kinds of volunteers to increase our services and, and making the education and the, the testing easier. So those are some of the places that I would like, like to go and uh, things that I would like to do that I think would make NSDA stronger. Right. Amazing. I love that you have all these ideas and how we can continue to grow. Um, so you, you talk about people being interested in, um, in doing certifications with us. Why is certification important? Well, um, some things came to mind uh, on things early on. I was the, uh, the director of canine activities for NASAR from the 18 Western states. And I had some experiences there that started opening my eyes. For instance, I uh, had someone that wanted to volunteer for the dog team in Las Vegas. So I called up the lieutenant in charge of the, of the uh, search and rescue. He said, well, I'll take out my uh, bloodhound for a couple of days. And if I can't find them, I'll think about calling one of the others. Well, that, you know, in Las Vegas in the summertime, they'd be dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so um, many, many people have egos. They get in their way. Yeah. And uh, the ego will, will jeopardize the, the, the life of the person who's out there, you know, needing to be found now. Right. Uh, because they don't get training. They don't think it's important for them to be trained. You know, they have the best dog in the world. Um, and uh, they don't take the time to do what it needs, the work that it needs to do. It's not just training the dog, it's training the person. And um, evidently, you know, a lot of people aren't willing to put out that effort. Um, so we also need, we need to make sure that we have a standard that SAR coordinators and law enforcement can count on. Um, if, if we have a certification that somebody's met, that means that they've met strict standards uh, of competency that's been set by NSDA. And not only for the dog to be trained, but also um, the handler has to take a written test that shows that they have the knowledge to go with the dog, if they're allowed to go with the dog, right. you know, or whether they're going to be the weak part of the search team. Right. So um, I think, uh, you know, NSDA is, um, is important in, in forwarding these things. So um, talk to me a little bit about the NSDA certification process. Um, the handler needs to get certain tests, uh, I mean, a certain uh, knowledge. They have to have first aid CPR. They need to uh, 
have the basic online ICS course so that they understand that. Um, a half dozen things that they, they need to do themselves. Um, and then the, the, um, the dog itself, when they, they choose their discipline that they're going into, um, and they have a preliminary test usually, and then the, the final uh, certification test, which they can present to law enforcement saying, you know, I'm ready to go out. So it, it's a, a, a gradual process that, that works through that we try to make sure that both the handler and the dog are ready. Right. So what are you working on now at NSDA? Right now, um, I am working as a, a I would say, a co-editor. Um, I think I'm put down as editor. Sue Wolf is uh, my co-editor, and she does every bit of work that I do. Um, I basically find the articles, and she puts out all the pictures and the proofreading and the uh, comments and the spacing. So it's a, it's a good combination. But uh, that, that, that just... Uh, I get a lot of phone calls on, well, you know, back five years ago, um, how do we do this or where do I find that? You know, I've got a, a source for, for information. Right. But I, I have not been working actively. That's why I'm anxious to get back on the board next January. Sure. And if someone wants to get involved with NSDA, we kind of already covered this, but what, what should they do if they want to get involved? Or if they have an idea of, of specifically how they want to get involved? Well, I think, uh, you know, checking us out and see how we differ from other organizations. Um, and I, I think finding a, a dog team uh, or organization in their local area that they can train with or have us help try to help them find one. Um, and I would have to say, try to find an organization that doesn't have a, um, a I'm sorry, a, there's a lot of good team leaders out there, excellent team leaders, but there's some that say, I am in control, you'll do it my way. Mm -hmm. um, and those they need to go the other direction from. <laughs> sure. So, but they need to, to start their own local training and, and uh, because we can't do the basic training in NSDA, we, because that needs to be done two or three times a week. Right. Yeah, that... Um... You know, we're, we're not a search team. Um, we're here to support the search teams, right? So finally, uh, tell us about a dog that you've worked or worked with, um, and feel free to choose more than one, but tell us about a dog you will never forget. Well, that would have to be my first dog because neither she nor I knew what we were doing. Um, so we, and, and I didn't even know how to pick a dog that would be you know, pr uh, proper for search because I didn't know what it would involve at that time. Uh, so we brought her home and we found out that the, the little kids in the family where she was raised had been reaching over the pen and grabbing at them from above. And so she was afraid of anything over her head. Mm. So we went out and bought uh, 18 helium balloons and put long ribbons on them and put them all over the house. And she would run from room to room and gradually just ignored things over her head. Right. And uh, That's we, sneaky we of you. Well, it's, it's 
a way indirectly to uh, customize the the dog to their environment. Right, desensitize uh, her to that yeah. stimulus. Yeah. And uh, over the years, we we searched for a number of years, um, and after she was completely trained, and we made lots of trials and errors doing that. Uh, we were on a 13-hour search and uh, came home, and she was covered with ticks. Mm-hmm. And one or two in the morning, I, I was picking off ticks. I don't uh, know how many got off of her. And uh, she finally looked up, and she gave me this just a very low, soft growl. Mm-hmm. I'm done. But enough is enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we, we, uh, I realized that we had learned how to connect and, and communicate with each other. And I said, yeah. Yeah. For both of us to go to bed. Yeah, it's time to go to bed. Yeah. So uh, she and I had had made a pair. Yeah. What kind of dog was she? Golden Retriever. And what was her name? Uh, So, uh, (laughs) um, uh, Persia. Persia. That's because uh, we had a Persian rug from from my husband's mother. Uh And uh, my daughters were asked to find names for the puppy. And they said, well, either you'll have the dog left or you'll have the rug left. But uh, <laughs> That's awesome. And which was it? The dog or the rug? Well, we had both. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you made it work. So Persia was an area search dog then? Yeah, she was. Wow. Yeah. And uh, she loved to drop Kongs into the water so that the shepherd would go get them and get them out so she could drop it in again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much. Uh, this has just been wonderful to talk to you, Norma. I really, really appreciate everything you've done for the National Search Dog Alliance and everything you've done within your own community. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. This podcast is brought to you by the National Search Dog Alliance, the voice of canine search and rescue. See more about the important work we do at n-sda.org. Special thanks to our guests today for taking time to share their experience and stories with us. And special thanks to our II Education Program Manager, Annalisa Burns, for scheduling and liaising for the podcast conference. If you would like to be a guest or suggest somebody else or submit questions for future guests, Get in touch with us at podcastdiv at n-sda.org. Thank you for listening to the Search Dog Podcast. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to help others find our work.